this week I want to kick it off uh, in Sid's Music Corner. Thanks, y'all. <clears throat> when a woman loves a man, <laughs> even though he's selling drugs, run from the cops, she still loves him. When a woman loves a man. <laughs> <laughs> did you customize this song for the movie? I did, but we can stop it there because I don't think I want to get there the rest of my song. When he's selling drugs and running from the wow, how poetic! <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. That was the most fitting Sid's music corner you've ever done. I hope you feel proud because you really knocked it out of the park this week, friend. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. <laughs> now, what we watched this week? This week, we watched a movie called When a Woman Loves a Man, released in 2019, available to stream on Prime Video, directed by Jamal McMillan, written by Lakeisha Laguines, and starring Danny Coleman, Jeffrey Creighton, Jay Wells Jr., and Tina Christine. All right, let's start the show. Welcome back to the New Chitlin Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to Black Indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And each week we review a Black independent or low budget movie just for y'all. All All right, I'm not going to waste anybody's time this week because we want to get to this 60 second challenge. All right, so shout out to our uh, lovely and dedicated sponsor. And you already know who it is. It's you, so we can move on along. Well, I got you. Go ahead and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and a comment if you are so willing. All right, Alexis, are you ready to explain when a woman loves a man in 60 seconds or less uh, to me and to our listeners? Because I really want to know. I can always tell when you when you think I'm not going to be able to sum up a movie in one minute. <laughs> I'm going to prove you wrong. Start the clock. Let's go. All right. So we got a friend group. We got Mike, who's married to Janet. Janet is stay on the sauce. She likes to drink. Mike mm-hmm. uh, works with Greg, who's crazy, who's married to Tanya, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they also have a friend named Tony, who's married to Trina. They are not happy. <laughs> they are not happy. Um, whole time. Tony, Mike, and Greg, they old friends, and Greg is still mixed up in some old street shit, while Mike and Tony are trying to just live their like, adult lives, and they is mm-hmm. moving dope through the streets, and when I say dope, I mean that icky, that nasty, <laughs> <laughs> synthetic ooey, if you will, <laughs> um, and they get caught up in some bullshit whole time, Tony's wife, Greg's wife cheating on him, and he start popping niggas, so let's see how that happens. I like how you're wrapping up your new challenges with let's see how that go or let's see how that happens because yeah. it's really saving uh, so much of yeah. what's left to come, but mm-hmm. still wrapping up your synopsis. Yeah. It's good strategy. Yeah, yeah. Good strategy. <laughs> and I'm on your ass because typically you, you throw up in the camera, you'll be like five, four, <laughs> but you wanted me to lose. You didn't want, you didn't want to see me well, shine no, this week. No, well, no, when I cut it, when I cut it, you had six seconds left. So that's why I oh, okay. five. <laughs> so 
I know your ass. You want <laughs> you wanted to. You, nothing brings you more joy than when I have to edit in the <laughs> on my own challenge. Like you like that. Mm-mm, I'm putting in a ding. <laughs> Now that y'all know what happened in the movie, let's get on into our general thoughts on it. You know what this week is, Sydney? It's our anniversary. That's not rehearsed. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It is one year since the release of our first episode of the new Chitlin Circuit. The air horns are in place. Oh, shit. (laughs) Look, this is just a quick thank you. You know, not too much fanfare. It's just a direct and uh, big-ass thank you to y'all, the listeners, all of y'all. We've we've come a long way. Our diligent, loyal listeners know what what, what it was like when we first went into lockdown and what it was that summer Mm -hmm. and and how we've really grown and how the show has grown, you know? So it's a genuine thank you for me. You know, what what do you guys say about it, Sid? Likewise, um, big thank you to all y'all who keep listening, who are sharing uh, the new Chitlin Cycle with everyone that you know and really uh, enjoying what we put out here because we really do like making this content enjoy it's like our honestly the best parts of my month is getting on here and to record these episodes um and we we have come along with we started in the stew of february mm-hmm. of last year we did what two sessions before we had to shut yeah. it down uh because of miss rona and mm-hmm. it's a year later and honestly after like covid hit i didn't think we was gonna make it this far um so i am i'm glad to see that we have so thank y'all and it's one year in we got we got a lot more to go yeah all right and we only getting bigger and better from here so keep your eye peeled for uh our next you know our next our new mediums new products Mm. new new Mm. lines new things to say Mm. all right say that (laughs) new outlets new platforms just for y'all you and while we thank our listeners the most i we cannot like you know give a thank you without shouting out the black independent filmmakers who make this Mm -hmm. show possible y'all making great content great art great work is given it gives us the thing to talk about and it gives us a thing to aspire to and look forward to as like storytellers ourselves so a big thank you to y'all too as drake would say big up (laughs) big up yourself (laughs) (laughs) and I know you're not into the mushiness, Sydney, but I want to thank you as my friend and co-host, my mm. best friend. I love you, girl, and we have such a good time, and it's just awesome. <laughs> yes, oh, thanks, girl. It's I know I kid, and I, you know, three strikes on the, the 60 second challenge, I'll kick you off the show, but I won't really do it in practice, but you know, it's just, it's out of love, so <laughs> it's been a great year. All right, I have to agree to that. Well... Y'all didn't come to hear me be mushy. Let's get back to the show. (laughs) So, Sydney, what did you think about when a woman loves a man? I'll start off with, um, I told myself I was going to keep an open mind. Uh, Mm -hmm. When you sent this movie, you know, via text, you said, let's do this one. I said, okay, cool. You know, Alexa's been looking at prime video selections they do have a lot of like a, a pretty large list of black indies that just kind of fly under the radar on prime and sometimes there's a diamond in the rough uh, So i was you know 
keeping my eyes open to see if that is what this movie would be. I can announce here, I don't think it was that. But, you know, some other things <laughs> did occur in this movie. I'm glad your 60-second breakdown happened because I was a little confused after watching myself. Um, mm-hmm. So I really just kind of want to get into some of the scenes here before I can give a real uh, analysis on how I felt about the movie. Oh. How did you feel on your watch? Well, I, I did pick this movie. So uh, I will just say that I don't have anything to... Um, I don't have any notices to give about that or any apologies or anything about that. This is, I'm glad I picked this. I'm glad that we're watching Mm -hmm. this. Um, I have to say, I get excited about movies like this um, simply because the same way every like artsy film director in Hollywood is chasing Barry Jenkins's shadow. (laughs) I feel like every low budget gangster flick on Amazon Prime is chasing mm-hmm. Plug Love's shadow. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. And I, so I get excited when I see, you know, drama, infidelity, drugs, pow, 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 you know? Plug um, Love. I can't quite say that this movie lived up to Plug Love. I do think there were some bright spots, um, and I'd love to talk about that in some of the scenes, but there were a lot of not so bright spots as well um (laughs) Mm -hmm. overall i i think we should get into the scenes yeah so let's take it there here on the new chitlin circuit we like to start with the opening scene you know walk you through set up the stage you set up the scene here so Mm -hmm. we come in and we start with janet actually um janet wakes up in in her house and we're seeing that she's kind of a downtrodden woman she hurting she is sad yeah this is mm-hmm. it's, it happens to be the daytime when she's up but if this were like nighttime lighting with like some lenny williams playing it would fit perfectly <laughs> like because she looked like she was down bad i was interested initially because on the tv they the production went through the trouble of making fake tv shows <laughs> yes it reminded me of like on insecure when they do like do north and finding latoya same thing i thought that was ve- that was very clever i liked it a lot so i was, loved it because they could have just yeah. put on what leads us into the narrative is a news segment like a fake news segment on drugs they could have just started with that but no they have her flipping through channels and there's like a drama and there's <laughs> that was good that was very, I'm sure that took extra time. You have to go get extra actors and stuff. But mm-hmm. if if the filmmakers are listening, that was worth it. That was good. It was good. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So this is where we, it kind of launches us, sets the tone of the movie. And this, you know, I start to, I start to question a little bit at this point, especially given the topics of the week on the timeline <laughs> about like mm-hmm. drugs and drug policy. <laughs> Because the fake news station that Janet is watching literally calls weed a gateway drug. The gateway drug. (laughs) They said she started smoking medicinal weed and then just needed something stronger. (laughs) She built the tolerance. The family they were profiling, their older brother, had started out, you know, smoking some weed to help with whatever medical situation he had been going through. But he needed something different, something harder, something better, something synthetic. (laughs) <laughs> to really push through that pain and our family ain't been the same since yeah mm. that was a little <laughs> a bit much like propaganda like you know like drug propaganda yeah. um yeah and 
that's not to discount because there are stories like that where people like there's they don't call weed a gateway drug for no reason like it is true that once people start doing like many once some types of people start doing nefarious mm-hmm. like illicit like activity like that they <laughs> mm-hmm. get mixed up in certain situations but the weed itself <laughs> is not what's making <laughs> out like that's not what make people want to go uh do hard drugs <laughs> so i thought that was a little silly but i could i didn't know what the movie was gonna take it because i didn't know if the movie was gonna make a satire out of that or if janet was gonna say girl please and cut that off <laughs> Same, and that's. I thought she wanted because I didn't read the synopsis, but I thought, okay, when a man, when a woman loves a man, so I'm thinking it's obviously about you know whatever woman in the situation would do anything for this man she loves, and it's probably because he's doing something illegal. So then I think, oh, mm-hmm. okay, so maybe her man who we haven't met yet, maybe he a drug dealer. So that's why mm-hmm. they like bringing this up, and then we'll see what happens. But then she goes over to the trash can and like pulls out. A pill bottle. So then I go, oh my gosh, you on opioids? <laughs> I didn't think that. I didn't know what to, because that doesn't really come back around. The pill it bottle does. thing. Well, it does actually. <laughs> she brings it up later in the movie. Yeah. When does it come back around? Um, Towards the end when Michael gets mixed up with Gregory and oh. they, the jig is up and Janet finds out what's going on. Oh, okay. I missed that. See, this is why I like hosting this with my friend. So then we zoom over to Mike and Tony is at the is at the bar, like in the middle of the day. Like the sun's out there at the bar. <laughs> um, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it was happy hour time in the summertime. Never know. Maybe. Yeah. Never know. And so they're there. And Mike is married to Janet. And he's complaining to Tony about how Janet is just out partying all the time and drinking all the time now. Mm-hmm. I That should be a drinking game, a drinking game watching this movie. How often does somebody <laughs> comment on how much janet is drinking Janet's drinking they like janet be like hey and somebody be like drinking <laughs> you know i'm just really tired from last night why because you're, you're drinking. drinking did nobody tell you to go out drinking <laughs> like, damn <laughs> and i had a problem with that off bat because he sat up there talking about some because what we see J- janet doing apparently it's the same time of the day and what we see her doing is wake up from a nap and pour a glass of white wine. And we see him taking down a whole a double of whiskey at the bar and then gets another double. That's four drinks. <laughs> you just had four drinks in the middle of the day. <laughs> and you're talking about her. At least she at home. She don't got to drive home. Now you got to drive yeah. home. Yeah. Mm. So I didn't understand that. <laughs> but like <laughs> culturally, I think the, uh, what's the word? cognitive dissonance that we do as a culture to like excuse alcohol use <laughs> like like to like make it seem like it's not like like it it's a drug like everything else it's just like we know how to do it <laughs> right. We're, we just have all been educated on how to drink <laughs> right that's true that's so true yeah. so they're at the bar and we're getting to some background this is where we find out that what's his name tony is married to trina and he don't really like her. Now, what did you think of the characters at this point? Because we're like 10 minutes in. We know three characters. Where are you at with it? Um, I was still trying to figure out why Janet was so sad. Because we do see her at the beginning, like that opening scene. She opens up a hospital bill. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like crazy Ooh. expensive, like 200K or something like that. Mm. Um, I, and I'm assuming it's from like uh, like a child delivery. Uh, like when she gave birth or whatever, but we don't see a kid. So then I go, okay, maybe they lost the baby like during the 
delivery process and they still got to pay the bill. This country sucks. Anyway, um, but Mike is so mean. So, oh my God, why is she married to this guy? Uh, Okay, we'll see how that plays out. And then Tony, I just thought was funny because he ordered a margarita in the middle of the day. (laughs) I thought that was funny. Margarita with a straw. And was and ordered it with conviction because Mike is yes. like, what the fuck? And Tony, this is my drink of choice. <laughs> you do that, brother man. You have yourself a margarita. <laughs> so I'm still trying to like figure out the lay of the land at this point. Same. I did not know what yeah. to think. Honestly, I had pretty high hopes for the movie at this point. I did because I knew there would be drugs involved, and I knew there would be infidelity mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Now we cut back to Janet and she's watching on TV again. <laughs> uh, the news special. And my note is, oh, uh, thank God, an authoress. <laughs> we have an authoress. <laughs> and movie ti- book title, same as the movie title, When a Woman Loves a Man. And featured on the YouTube channel, Jackie J. Corner. I love that. That was good. That was good. Yes. <laughs> you, The creativity on these TV shows, on, like in these fictional shows... Mm-hmm. So good. Hats off to whoever's idea that was. <laughs> true, true. Now, the authoress, as you said, has written a book with the same title as this movie. That's when I figured, okay, so one of these women, but I, we haven't even met Trina and Tanya yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just thinking, okay, Janet going to do something crazy by the time this is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's the premise of this book, When a Woman Loves a Man, is that you know she will do anything for this man, right? So. Mm-hmm. Now, Janet goes out after Mike comes back home. We also, we get introduced to Greg at the office. He's sleazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is where we meet the girls. When Janet goes out to the same, to the restaurant, um, and they're all sitting around the table. Now, Mm -hmm. one thing I want to call out, because this is a very black, uh, (laughs) I feel (laughs) like this is only black people do shit like this, (laughs) where... The waiter comes up and says, I'm sorry, y'all, we're short staff. And all of them look at Janet, un- Janet's unemployed ass. <laughs> and she's just sipping her gin and tonic. <laughs> now, that was good. <laughs> she needs a job. Y'all hiring? She needs a job. Because <laughs> would we not do that if our friend was unemployed forever? It's true. <laughs> I wouldn't. Is the manager in? Can she get an application? <laughs> No, but I got, actually, you emailed me your resume two years ago. I can I can airdrop it to the manager. It's fine. It's, what's, what's the restaurant email? It's fine. Got it. Got it. So yeah, Jen is down bad. She unemployed and drinking. Everybody drinking. keeps talking about her drinking. <laughs> she drinking. And we are meeting these women too. One of them is rude as hell. Uh, <laughs> which is tony's husband trina she is trina rude. yeah I, that yeah. actress name is cheryl frazier she is rude yeah. as hell. she played that role because <laughs> trina's ass was uh nasty just a nasty <laughs> woman <laughs> all right i there wasn't much happening in that restaurant scene i just wanted to call out the fact that they all looked at her <laughs> right i will say because they do have a like three or four different scenes in the same restaurant i don't know if they just had a relationship with the owner of the restaurant or whatever but it was it was always empty when they were in there, so it was literally just set aside for them to film these uh, few shots. But it, I don't think it took away from anything. I just noticed it was an empty restaurant, which goes back to back to the beginning of season two, where we talked about um, doing less with you know small budget. Like you don't have to 
have a full scope mm-hmm. restaurant movie adding like background noise and um, dishes crashing around, whatever. And that worked out just fine here, even though none of that was present. That was a really great point, friend. Yeah. The only, mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I wasn't distracted by the emptiness of the restaurant. The movie did mm-hmm. lack a little bit of sound design, like a little bit of like sound layer would have been nice, but it wasn't mm-hmm. too distracting. Um, yeah. We do after, well, just before that scene, we see, it's the first time we see Janet and Mike together on screen. And that is when I, because she was also, she was very nasty to him, very rude to him the entire time. And mm-hmm. <laughs> the note that I have there, just to go back to that, the note that I have there is, this is what pastors be meaning when they like say wayward wives in the prayers. Oh my God. <laughs> you know how pastors say, and wayward wives. <laughs> That's what they mean. (laughs) I've never seen a woman embody that phrase more than and wayward wise. (laughs) In Jenna's defense, Michael came out her crazy. She walked into the kitchen and he go, "All right, get your drunk ass together. We going to the cookout." (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. (laughs) And that's where my my first note on the cookout because as soon as she stepped, the cookout is at uh, Greg's place. As soon as Mm -hmm. she stepped in the threshold, uh, Tanya. (laughs) It's damn girl, you be drinking. <laughs> and my note is damn, really ain't nobody gonna offer her no help, a listening ear. It's just all judgment. Nothing. Terrible people. Whole movie. Whole movie. Like, damn, I would not do that. Sydney, if you was down bad like that and just just smelling like wine every time you show up somewhere, <laughs> I would wanna see what was up with you. I would not be bashing you in the streets talking about some here go. <laughs> Here comes the wino. Yeah, that's fucked up. (laughs) Smelling like a glass of Pinot every time I see her ass. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucked up. I would not do that. But they do go over to this cookout after Mike forces Janet to go. (laughs) (laughs) Janet says she was damn tired and hungover. Uh, Mm -hmm. She did not want to go to that. But what's tacky though, she did get to the cookout and then goes upstairs to lay down in Tanya and Greg's bed. <laughs> is that tacky. tacky if it's your friends though it's tacky if you don't know well them. okay it's tacky if you don't know them. her and janet and tanya were good friends so yeah. sure that's fine okay <laughs> it's just like you're here now i don't know i i haven't been in that situation before so i'm not gonna judge because uh, maybe i would want to go lay down too see now this is where this cookout scene which is really long and that no one you know no one eats anything um also <laughs> i don't know why they just didn't call it a kickback <laughs> it's true. we never saw a grill uh so where's the cookout i didn't see no hot dogs i wasn't see... even no aluminum pans with the foil over Nothing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh. and now damn it i love low budget movies and i cut a lot of slack you can fuck up your sound you can fuck up your acting <laughs> but shit now somebody could have took their ass down to the damn family dollar to get another battery for the smoke detector <laughs> because it kept beeping or at least y'all could have yanked it off the ceiling shit damn it (laughs) honestly now that got on my nerves because it was beeping at at mike's house and this house (laughs) that's a good note because i it didn't click for me that it was coming from the movie i thought it was like sound coming from outside my apartment like a beep or something and (laughs) that was the fire detector on set uh-huh. <laughs> the battery was low. No, and it shit was now. Y'all could go do that. 
Damn. That, that don't take much. I ain't, ain't going to knock you because you made a whole movie, whole feature-length movie, and that's an amazing feat. But shit, now, uh, lesson learned. Keep keep some 9-volt batteries on you. <laughs> keep some double A's on you. Well, All right. else, what we do get from the cookout scene is we get a little bit of scandal uh, between Tanya and Greg's relationship. So we, we realize that Greg is one into something that's shady. Because when his group of friends shows up, one of the guys go, hmm, sure is a nice house to be working like a a late night security job and you go okay so he's selling drugs too and then we see another guy rico he shows up and him and tanya act like they don't know each other but they clearly have a past and i said oh so you at your friend's house and you have been in a past relationship with his current girlfriend mess and that's what i like i enjoy mess so i was still in it at this point and I, I thought about you when i saw that because i said oh thank god there's some drama in it because sydney likes that yes <laughs> like, I, do. I know that <laughs> would give you some points that would get some points yes. with you. that is where we find where we sniff out some nefarious activity with these men that they up to no good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the men and apparently uh tony is also having an affair or at least they think he's having an affair because he brings this um, other woman with him that's not his wife. Black men don't cheat. I thought up, <laughs> Tony was an upstanding black man. That woman is somebody that he works with. That's the position he held true to the whole movie. And we did not see them even engage in nothing slightly even romantic or nothing. That's true. And it does turn out his wife is the one having an affair because she hates Tony's guts <laughs> for whatever mm-hmm. reason. No, no. That's Greg's wife having the affair. I thought Trina was having an affair too with the cop. The cop was trying to crack Janet. Oh, that's okay. See, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Okay. See, it's Got you it. gotta. It takes a. It takes like a. You know how J Cole fans. You have to have a certain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To understand to. this, now the note that I have at that point after the cookout is over and we realize that the three men are are moving weight. Mm-hmm. Is this supposed to be like a hood narrative? Because they're in the suburbs and these are the three least threatening black men in America. It looked like they're in Conyers. <laughs> these black men look wholesome. They do. They do. I mean, by the end of the movie, it's... Greg started, he, the actor who plays Greg does a good crazy eyes. <laughs> yeah, he just, it was the... The point down, look up for me. He did a real good, like, Tupac in um, yeah. um, Juice. He It was real crazy like that. I said, oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm. um, I'm glad you brought that up because I thought about that at the end of the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> but these are the most wholesome looking niggas. Pure farmer's market energy on all of them. <laughs> Just sanctified. Button downs uh, look like most of the movie. Him and Tony. Uh, the scariest thing about Greg is he wore he just wore a lot of black, so he looks sketchy. But like he didn't yeah. seem threatening at all. <laughs> now <laughs> I feel like the narrative would have been more interesting if the women mm-hmm. was running things and the men was Ooh. in the, was in the dark. That would have been interesting because then when a woman loves a man, even mm. though oh, because she making him run all the dope for her. Wow. Mm. Now that would have yeah. been a good switch on this because, yeah, I would like that better. Mm-hmm. So it don't take too much longer for us to get to, to to find out more about 
what's going on? What type of black market business they doing? So we go yeah. on the run with them. Mm-hmm. And they is in a half-developed... Unfinished basement. Uh, basement. Yeah. Unfinished, <laughs> like, home. Just, you know, planks and stuff all around. Which is a good setting for something. I I, I guess I never, I never sold drugs. <laughs> so... They they have the briefcase of stuff. They never show the drugs, which is fine. I mean, if you don't want to make drug props, that's fine with me. Right, right, right. Um, but I didn't really get the confirmation that it was drugs <laughs> until like it the very end. They could have been anything, right? Like they could have been, I don't know. Could have been some counterfeit shit. It could have been, yeah. It could have been some uh, briefcase full of people's credit cards. That and they in Atlanta, right? Running scams. That's true. That's true. But what we really find out is some backstory that they, they, Greg, Tony, and Mike is old friends, and they used to be running shit like this all the time. But Greg got knocked on that shit, and Tony and Mike didn't go down for it. They didn't go to jail. Greg went to jail five years on it, though. Yeah. And Tony and Mike's characters, they have moved on to do, I don't know what kind of professional job, office jobs. Yeah. So Tony works in healthcare and he's stealing stuff from his job to make these drugs work or something. And Mike works in catering or something like that. And he hired Greg as a security guard as a, as a favor. So, yeah, I guess I followed this movie more than I thought. <laughs> you did. You did. Cause you got more to pieces than I do. Yeah. So shit goes left at the drop and Greg <laughs> pulls out the fucking blicky. Like he pulls out his gun <sighs> They didn't even know he had one. <laughs> and he shoots somebody. Like, he shoots yes, at a guy. So that's when we realize Greg is actually crazy. Back at the cookout, I he didn't sit right with my spirit. But that's when I realized he was actually crazy. Anybody who holds, like, a can of like beer or something between their pointer and middle finger and they sip it like that, they crazy. Because why would you choose to do that? You look insane. <laughs> and Greg did that at the cookout. <laughs> <laughs> you're right that's that's an apt analysis <laughs> that is crazy but here go the drama though because after this we go over and we see rico who's the man that came to the cookout and greg's wife acted like she didn't know him but they is old boo things and we see him laid up with greg's wife mess and i can see why she would want to cheat on greg he don't seem like a very nice man to be around this is an issue I had with the um, the hair. Uh, season one, we had a segment called How Were the Wigs? This movie was based in Atlanta, um, a city you and I both know very well. Uh, it's the land of the U part. Right. Growing up and being from there, the wigs really weren't hitting at all um, in the movie. And I know everybody know a girl in Atlanta who do wigs. So I know somebody knew somebody. But mm-hmm. she wasn't called to set, and I do wish she was because if so, they could have did a touch up on Greg's braids. And I think it, if he had fresh braids, he would have been scarier. Yeah, I think they should have gave him some straight backs or something because he had very yeah. luscious, like healthy hair. I feel like mm-hmm, they should have styled it different. His hair looked yeah. nice, except the, the braids could. I don't know it. The braids worked for me for the character because that's unhinged, like a man. <laughs> A man with fuzzy individuals, not cornrows, <laughs> but individuals. <laughs> I'm scared. 
it was a boy, I went to high school with a boy who had braids like that, except he was a <laughs> teenage boy, so it made sense. <laughs> this guy, or maybe they should have gave him some they what they should have did was gave him the ASAP Rockies or like the mm, like middle mm-hmm. part and corn two corn rolls. Corn roll down. down. Yes. That That's that would have been like, did. okay. Ooh, what is And that would have been easier upkeep too than all them individuals. Yeah. It's true because they got fuzzy, and you could tell. Yeah. I, I never had the opportunity to say that a man had individuals, and I'm enjoying it. Right? <laughs> he did though. Had them little micros in. <laughs> now, because they in the south, they do go to church. Because a few scenes ago, where we at in the movie now is Janet and Mike have kind of made up. I don't know for what, for for how, mm-hmm. because all he's done is berate her and not support her. And all yep. she's done is drink and verbally abuse him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But the pastor came, which Mike ambushed Janet with, never discussed it with her, didn't even warn her. They just pull up to the house and there's the pastor at the front door. And right, the pastor right. comes to try and guide this wayward wife back into the Imagine light of the Lord. you show up back home after, you know, being out with friends and having a good time. And your partner's sitting in the house with Inyamla. Waiting for a therapy session <laughs> to understand why you are behaving in this manner. I need to ask you a question real quick. If you, because we both, we both know Iyanla is not only, I will use the word again, unhinged, um, <laughs> but also emotionally reckless with the people who trust their trauma with her. It's really not, it's not proven and it probably does more harm than good. Now, if, you had the opportunity to sit down with the Yanla. Would you cooperate? <laughs> what would you do? How would you go along? Would you like share your trauma? And, and no, but I'm not sharing any trauma. But I will bring the same amount of crazy Yanla's bringing for a good show. <laughs> because oh, you do it on camera. Yeah, we gotta bounce our energy off of each other. I want. I'm bringing some crazy. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna have Sydney. some fake trauma, and we going back and forth. <laughs> You're not gonna be a babe. You're not gonna be able to out crazy her. She's gonna it's go into a back room, talk to the cameras, because <laughs> this child right here is trying to test me. <laughs> and she's gonna come back out and say, "Now, how did it feel in elementary school when they worked you like a dog? <laughs> how did that? Did did you then tie your self worth to your productivity?" <laughs> Who told you that? Who, to- who told you about that? She gonna make you redo wordly wise assignments. Except, oh my god, <laughs> right affirmation. Oh. You see, you see, uh, uh. you see, girl. I ain't thought about the wordly wise since like the seventh grade. Oh my god. Oh, girl, my eggs are flaring up. Think about that. Let me stop. <laughs> Stressing see, me out. You think you could play with Ayala? She gonna get you, and that's why I just went and play ball because <laughs> I already know she's gonna she's just gonna keep poking until she finds something. <laughs> Damn, yeah. she ooh, she good at that. You're right. I'm not. I'm not gonna mess with Miss Van Zant because you don't want to play no, with that. <laughs> I don't. Mm-mm. Well, instead of hiring a TV self help guru, they he enlists <laughs> the pastor to come talk to this wayward wife. And they somehow make up in this one night, you know, they, whatever. Um, yeah. So later on, they go to the church house um, and the pastor is talking about love and it's supposed to tie in, but it don't really tie in that much because at this point of the really? movie, the movie's not about love. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> 
it's about it's about drugs. they move away drugs yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> This was even I would my note at the church section was it looked like they in the overflow section, um, yes. And I realized how uh, just being from the south and how uh, just the the land of mega church has really uh, it's it changed my view of what I think of um, churches and going to church. I was expecting them to be in like the new birth uh, yeah. arena, uh, and I, I say arena because it is the size of a, <laughs> an arena. When I walk into a church, I'm like, oh, hey, how do I get to the second floor? Like, how do I get to the balcony? <laughs> how do I get up there? Where, how do I get to the mez? Yeah. <laughs> where are the mez seats? Where like I'm seats? in a fucking theater. <laughs> they in a little, a little quaint church. Mm-hmm. Conference room. But, you know. A church yes. house. That's what I call it. It's a church they house. In a church house. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. And this is the note that I have at the church house scene. I'm... <laughs> I don't know how you, I don't know if you're going to be cool or come out of a bag on me on it, but <laughs> this is the first movie where I had to do the Sydney walk away. I had to pause, <laughs> go make some snacks, mm-hmm. chill out for half an hour and then come mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. It's the first movie that I've, and I've, some of the tougher movies we've watched <laughs> have been mm-hmm. longer. This movie was just 90 minutes and that's why I picked yeah. it because I didn't want if if things went left, I didn't want us to have to watch two hours or two something Two hours, else. oh God. Yeah. And only 90 minutes and I couldn't do it in one sitting. See? Well, let's skip on over to when things get hot. Um, so Tanya and Rico, Tanya is Greg's wife, who was cheating on him mm-hmm. with Rico. Yes. Decide to break things off. Rico's, he's going back out of town anyway. And they meet up at the pork and they mm-hmm. hugging goodbye. And Greg is watching him. Just on Tanya's ass real quick, she had no intentions of ever telling Greg or being remorseful about this. Never. But she also knew Greg was crazy as hell. So would you tell this Greg character if he was cheating on him? I wouldn't. Greg shoots the nigga in the park. Shoots Rico in the park. In the craziest of ways, he's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Pow! Pow! It was crazy. And now the sting operation that's been trying to go on this whole time, well, not a sting, more like a just investigation, Mm -hmm. now it's wide open because all the cops need is... The, we've all seen the wire when the bodies start dropping we got a body they get to do anything they want once the bodies start dropping the police they get a green light <laughs> lester lester always said just wait for the bodies they come wait for the bodies follow the money and wait for the bodies that's it investigations wide open and they're like okay who's in on it because we know we know what greg is up to with the drugs with the synthetic drugs i think he's pushing like k2 or something which is yeah i, I don't it can't be like it can't be because K two you sell that they sell that at the gas station like it's marketed as poop hmm. as potpourri it's like huh. yeah that's I didn't know that it's produced a- across the pond and then they ship it over here mm-hmm. it's like potpourri it doesn't say K two smoke this it says right <laughs> for mm. don't smoke this it's just like it smells good <laughs> but people smoke oh. it and that's why it's so dangerous is actually the chemical agent in it isn't itself is not the worst thing ever it's not a good drug i don't know why people like it's not it does uh-huh. it's not safe it's not people don't describe the high as pleasant i don't know why people do it but yeah. because it's not regulated and they just they take some like just organic matter you know some herbs some leaves and shit and they spray the drug on top of it but because of how it's done mm. it's not regulated so some batches get more of the drug than others gotcha. so you'll fuck up and 
It's very easy to overdose on that crap. But you don't need to push it through the streets because it's at the gas station. <laughs> so right, I don't right, understand right. why. Nevertheless, he's pushing something synthetic. And they say, we think Mike and Tony is in on it too. So ladies, start speaking up. <laughs> what are your men up to? And all of them is looking clueless, dumbfounded. So that's the last note on the scenes I have. Because the next note I have is, now I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> everything falls apart after that. Um, Greg starts trying to kill Mike, and then they killed. Then somebody tries to uh, kill Mike for Greg, and it hurts Janet in the process. Mm-hmm. And and Mike finds out. Greg and Mike get to fighting. Um, Mike gets away, but Greg shoots one of the suppliers. Yeah. Then we see Mike and Janet at the house together. The cops show up. Greg shows up to Mike and Janet's house to try and finish the job and kill Mike. And then Janet kills Greg. But Janet kills Greg after the cops show up. Because Mike surrenders to the cops. Then Janet goes to kill Greg. And then we see her coming no, up the house afterwards. It was a flashback. So when Greg got oh. popped, they made us think it was Mike. And then that's when Mike goes back home. Oh. And when the cops come, Mike is like, they know about the drugs, but really they hear because <laughs> Janet Because Janet has killed some. Oh. Yeah. Okay, Which so I don't I know how that. they didn't think they would get caught. They live in the same subdivision. <laughs> 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 and they got a ring camera on the front door. I don't know if you <laughs> saw that. How are you going to kill somebody in your neighborhood? And you, you the police. You got the. <laughs> You recorded so, yourself doing a crime. Crazy. <laughs> so things just happen quickly. And then just the the height of Greg's violence just confused me at that point. Because what's his motivation? What's he really after? Like, what is he like, doing I, this for? It's, I don't know if he was just still mad because Michael and Tony let him take the fall for whatever happened to them years ago. And he had to, like, serve jail time. And they didn't. And they got to go on with their lives and start careers, whatever. So this is like his payback scheme, but it, you know, ended up he died. And yeah, yeah. they shouldn't have tried to, because that would have been a decent movie, like 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 Juice, but middle aged niggas. They could have mm-hmm. had it be like like officially say like all three of them get together in the beginning of the movie and say, all right, this is our one last drop because mm-hmm. you know Mike could say, I'm trying to you know work on my marriage so I can't be right. doing this and then Tony could say you know I'm trying to save up to propose to Trina or something like something like that and right, then Greg right, right. realizes you know he ain't got shit to <laughs> be working to he ain't got no reason to stop so Greg is gaming it and trying to stay mm. in the game that would have been like, better yeah like takers too with Idris Elba and T.I. Yes. when they think this they last mission but T.I. got other plans he's trying to get all of y'all got but also he needs this to get in with the Russians or whoever the fuck and keep making money with them but also he needs this money from the drop too like that yes it could have been like that but that's not a love story and neither was this I don't think they should have tried to force the women who served no true purpose like what purpose did Tony's wife serve none she was just a friend who owned a hair salon (laughs) she served no purpose and Mm -hmm. like 
Greg's wife didn't really serve a narrative purpose either. Like she cheated on him, but it didn't have an impact on her as a person. It's just like she right. was just like a pawn in. Like, she was like a, a, a like a device to show how crazy Greg was. Like he yeah. will kill somebody. This could have been so much more. So it, I didn't see the vision. Yeah, I, I didn't see it either. It had at least what I thought was some good bones at the like those first that first like twenty minutes. I said, okay, I'm into what's going on. You know, we're kind of getting to like this drug thing they're doing, and then it just kind of fell off for me. And had I not been like working and watching the movie, I probably would have walked away too, tried to gather myself and come back and figure out what's happening, but still be just as lost. Because um, my very last note is, okay, so Janet killed Greg. She going to jail. The end. My last note says, what- <laughs> okay, so Janet popped this nigga. <laughs> We're so similar. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. Sydney, I have a question for you. Yeah. Who came to act in this movie? Because uh, I didn't have an answer coming into this review. And I came upon this answer uh, maybe about like 30 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> so this is this is a first for this uh, week's Who Came to Act nominee. I would like to nominee uh, Jeffrey Creighton, uh, who played Greg's character. Um, just after hearing some feedback from you and also myself having the same kind of feeling from him, he was crazy as hell. And his character was the most compelling, even though I didn't really understand why he was so crazy. But he did a great job. So, Mr. Jeffrey, this week, you're our nominee. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Okay. Mm. I <laughs> so am fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I think he did it. Like, he, clearly, he's the only character who stuck with me. So, Oh, also, just a quick, the same way you brought back the Howard the Wigs. I got to bring mm-hmm. back, this isn't as old as that segment. That's one of our first segments. Um, yeah. Bring back, a, who was that white woman? <laughs> <laughs> Movies like random. this would be having one random white woman. Who was that? Why, why she just in the like white, What's her name? White Tracy from um, Not Left in Vegas. Movie yeah. from a few weeks ago. Or, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Playing for Love. This random white woman in this movie. That's true. I forgot about that. that. <laughs> yeah. Who was <laughs> Okay. So that's all I got on it. Let us know what you think of this movie. So that's when a woman loves a man. <laughs> um, shout out to the filmmaker Jamal McMillan. Uh, we we love this type of content, and you know mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone have fun making it, and um, we look forward to seeing some more. Like if you got if you got some more stories like this in the pipeline, just bring them on because I'd love to see that. All right, bye y'all. Thanks for listening. To join in on the conversation, follow us on Twitter at TNCCPod and on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit, and that's spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And for the latest and greatest, check out our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com. Circuit.com.